With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It At Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. I am Sarah Bivens, and I just want to take a second before we get into today's birth story and thank you. Thank you, thank you for hanging out with us, listening to the episode, supporting us like you do, the likes, the subscribes, the reviews, they are so appreciated as we continue to grow the show. It's been amazing and humbling to watch the show grow and to have people so grateful for this platform to share these amazing, empowering birth stories and for us to share our experience. So thank you. And to continue that, um, we just always welcome your, like I said, likes, subscribes, reviews. It really does help help to get our message out and to just keep the the spirit of empowered birth flowing. So thank you. Now let's move into today's birth story. We are chatting with Lindsay and this is quite an amazing story. Lindsay is super immersed in the birth community and is really inspiring and can talk about it for hours as a lot of us can. She's a birth photographer. She's a birth advocate. She is constantly learning about birth and talking about it to the point where her husband, Dan, jokes with her to slow down and to stop working because she is a mom of three children, but she can't because she's just so passionate about it. And I totally understand. Um, but a really cool, unique part of Lindsay's journey and story is that she live streamed her most recent birth of her third baby, Staxon, and it has reached over 60,000 as of now views and it's received national attention. And you may have even heard a little bit about this story before, you know, going into this episode. So I'm not going to say much else because the interview really tells itself and, and does its job. Uh, it's just, it's so cool and she's so awesome. So listen in to hear what it's like to live stream your birth. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be able to do this today. Yo, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Sarah and I are pretty pumped and uh, you've got a pretty amazing story and you do some fantastic worth in work Excuse me, in the world of, of home birth and pregnancy and all that great stuff. So we're just excited to talk to you. And like Sarah said, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to share with you all the different things that I kind of do within the birth community. It's something that I'm really passionate about and that I really love. So um, just to be able to talk to people about that and let people know what's going on is, is awesome and exciting. Yes, yes. So please share. Start with what what you're up to and what you're involved in and what's really become part of your your passion and purpose. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, here in Chattanooga, I'm actually the leader of Improving Birth Chattanooga. And what we do is we just try to, uh, to share evidence-based information with local families and providers to um, kind of get that ball rolling. You know, um, it's been great that um, ACOG has recently come out with some 
ways to reduce interventions, but we're really trying to get ways to implement those and um, for families to know that they have the options so that they can, um, you know, educate themselves before they they come to the birthing process. Um, so we're planning a big conference right now and then um, to be able to share all of that information with. And then I'm also a birth photographer and that kind of just falls along the line of everything else. You know, it's just something I really love to be able to do. And obviously it's such a special time um, in, a, in a family's life to be able to document. And it's unlike any time, you know, it's something that you're not going to be able to get back. So many people spend so much money, you know, on wedding photography and the wedding and all that stuff, but really don't think about um, the birth of a child and, and how important and special that, that time is for a family. So it's something that I really love to do. Birth is birth all around. I guess I could just talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got your hands in a number of different areas within the topic of birth. Yeah, for sure. That's very cool. What brought that on for you? What what created that path for you to get into birth work and to be so um, passionate about it? Yeah, so um, after I had my daughter, my first daughter, um, Stella, this is probably almost five years ago. She's four and a half now. But um, so after I had her, I, had, I realized I had her at a home um, in the water and I realized that birth could be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I prepared for birth, like with hypno babies and different things like that. So, um, I kind of had it in mind, but to really experience it was just, was totally different, obviously. Um, so to experience that empowering, just the whole thing, you know, really was so empowering and it was amazing and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when in the media, they, they constantly portray it as scary and, you know, you've got the mom screaming and she's laying on her back and, yeah. um, and it, it's crazy and it's intense and it's not something that people look at and be like, Oh, I want to do that one day. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. So like in birth for me, it's something I look forward to and it's exciting, you know, um, it's a really fun event for me and just to be able to, to push myself to those, to those limits and things. Um, but I wanted people to know that it's something that could be beautiful and it's not something that you have to be scared about. Um, and it's something that you can educate yourself on, um, and feel empowered with, you know, um, and really, so I've been, I'm in, um, classes right now to become a certified doula. And within that, um, I'm, yeah, and I'm reading, you know, I've been reading a lot. And one of those um, books is and they're saying, you know, birth is not just like the birth of a baby, you know, it's, it's birthing you as a mom. Um, the experience that you go through, you know, with your baby and, and with your partner in those moments, I mean, those are transforming moments for, for everyone involved. Um, and I think it's so important that, that people remember that and put, um, and put that importance on birth, you know, because a lot of times they don't. So I just want everybody to know that it can be those, those beautiful moments, you know, and it just doesn't have to be that, that scary thing. And to really, you know, uh, focus on it as a birth of, of a family and not just the birth of, you know, of one child. So Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm, I love how you put that. You know, like we've, just in, in interviewing so many moms and families, we hear all the time just how transformative birth is for the for the mom as an individual, for the family, for the father. I know for me, watching Sarah, you know, just get into her goddess mode was amazing and absolutely transformative. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate what you're doing and that message that you're getting out there about birth being a, a, a beautiful transformational thing to look forward to. I think that's huge. Like you yeah. can actually look forward to your birth. Yeah, definitely. When did you understand that home birth was for you with your, with your first daughter, Stella? Well, honestly, I mean, and I'm not sure necessarily it was home birth, but I just wanted um, a birth where I was left alone and mm. kind of left alone to, to do whatever my body uh, was naturally, you know, made to do. Um, when I, even, you know, being young, I had never, like, when I thought about giving birth, I had never thought about g- giving birth in the hospital. Mm. It was like, I don't know kind of where that came from psychologically, but like, it just like, all right, it's, it's, I didn't know where it was going to be at at the time. It just wasn't going to be in the hospital, um, you know, and surrounded by all those people. And, um, because, you know, for some people that's great because they need that reassurance that, you know, if something were to happen, um, the, the hospital staff is there, um, and that would give them reassurance. But for others, it can be really distracting and, um, you know, cause more stress and everything. Um, and actually slow the labor process down. So, um, I decided to go with a birth center. Um, and it was about an hour. We lived in Nashville at the time and it was about an hour outside of Nashville. Um, and to begin with, like we were driving, you know, an hour for our prenatal appointments, which was not ideal by any means. Um, and there was a few things that happened, uh, while I was seeing them, um, so for one, in the beginning, she told me I was going to have an inevitable miscarriage with my daughter. Um, I had started Whoa. spotting at some point. Yeah, wow. I had started spotting at some point, and um, she did an ultrasound and said that this was at six weeks um, or maybe seven weeks, but it was pretty early on. Um, and she was like, oh, well, the embryo is not floating like it's supposed to be, and um, there's we're not seeing a heartbeat. Mind you, this is six weeks. Um, you typically probably not going to see a heartbeat at six weeks anyways. Um, and she said something about how my, my uterus was shaped funny or, uh, I'm not really sure, you know? Um, so we were actually, um, headed to Chattanooga to see my dad, um, that weekend. And I asked her, I was like, you know, can I drink? She was like, yeah, it's not going to hurt anything. I was like, all right. So, um, cause you know, I was, I was super upset about it. This is our first baby. You know, we've been trying for it for a while. Um, and we came to Chattanooga and there was, there was kids everywhere. Cause it's like a super family friendly town. Mm. There's kids everywhere and everything. And it was just like, it just made me so depressed, you know, even just to walk around. Um, yeah. so like we went and had a couple of drinks and everything and I ended up getting like super sick because like, obviously I'm still pregnant, but like thinking that I'm going to have this miscarriage, you know, like this baby's not going to make it anyways, you know? So, um, the midwife said a few, a few drinks is okay. Cause it's not going to change the, the outcome, you know? Um, so she was like, just come back on Monday um, over the weekend and, you know, we'll check again just to make sure that everything is, you know, how we thought and we'll schedule a DNC for Tuesday. Mm. I was like, okay, like so overwhelmed by this. And, you know, at this point in time, I really like, I really hadn't done the research that like all the stuff that I know now, you know, 
So I was still like that scared mom who really didn't know what was going on, who didn't know any evidence behind um, behind a DNC or kind of what goes on with a miscarriage or any of that stuff. Um, so anyways, we went back Monday and, and she was fine. Completely fine. Her heartbeat was perfect. She was floating in the sack like she was supposed to be and everything. And and it was wonderful. Um, And later on within my care, um, I had, I believe it's called a subchorionic hemorrhage. And it's where um, some, your um, uterus and your placenta, where they come together, like it starts to bleed some just because of, I guess, of, you know, whatever's going on in that process. Mm. Um, It's something that's pretty common. Um, They like to keep an eye on it. Sometimes they'll prescribe you medication for it. Apparently, I had one of these at one of my ultrasounds, and the midwife just never told me about it. Like, just straight up, failed to mention it, never told me. So this was that one appointment that she just didn't tell me about it. I went to my next appointment, and she was like, oh, did so-and-so, this was a different midwife I was seeing. She was like, oh, did so-and-so tell you, you had this on your last ultrasound? I was like, no, which was like super alarming because like why wouldn't you tell me about that completely understand yeah i completely understand it's not that big of a deal it's really common happens to a lot of people you know whatever but just let me know what's going on with my body because it's my right to know you know Mm -hmm. it's that simple um so she told me about it prescribed me some medication to take for it you know i knew it wasn't a big deal i didn't take the medication or anything um and at this point, I'm really just feeling like, well, I definitely don't want that one particular midwife at my birth. You know, yeah. I don't trust anything that she does or has done this far. Um, so I didn't want her there. And then really just thinking about it and um, continuing to drive the hour, you know, for prenatal appointments just became, you know, really ridiculous. So um, uh, it's something I didn't want to do. And my husband and I, we had actually moved um, from a smaller apartment to a larger two bedroom apartment during like during my pregnancy. Um, so I'm probably like 34 to 36 weeks. And I was like, all right, I'm not feeling good about this, um, this birth center. And, you know, I told my family about it and my family was, let's see, they weren't like super supportive, (laughs) like part of my family was, but they also weren't like, they knew I was going to do what I wanted to do anyway. So they figured they might as well like somewhat support me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so my stepmom is super freaked out the fact that this place is an hour away from Nashville. You know, if anything, if anything crucial does happen, I'm going to be going to some community hospital and whatever. And she was like, I would rather you just have a home birth and, you know, and be close to Vanderbilt. So if anything does happen, you know, we've got the access to that, you know, whatever. So I took that into consideration. And the fact that we had moved into a larger space would allow for a birth tub and, you know, all my family and uh, my birth team to, to kind of have the space to be there. Um so, yeah, around 34 to 36 weeks, I found a home birth midwife in Nashville. Um, she had been the midwife for the Amish and Mennonite communities around uh, the Nashville area for about 30 years. So I felt super comfortable with having her there um, and with the experience that she had had and stuff. And and thankfully, I guess she I don't think she was as well known as some of the other ones because she wasn't booked up like in Nashville. Everybody gets booked up super quick. Um, but she came over and. What was that? I was asking Sarah, I'm like, did we hear that before that, that the midwives in Nashville were getting like very, you know, booked up very fast? Maybe. I feel it like some familiar. moms have said that. Yeah. That's great that you were yeah, able to well, find one. Yeah, definitely. Nashville, I mean, Nashville's a great place to, um, as far as like the birth community goes, like they have a lot of different options as far as like, you know, doulas and things like that, but as well as midwives. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to be able to have those different options there and have, you know, what somewhat, um, friendly hospitals to be able to go to, to, to have births at and stuff. Um, but yeah, I found her and she came over and, um, she was just super laid back and, and easy to work with. And 
Um, and it was obviously super nice now because she would come up, she would come over for all my prenatal appointments. I didn't have to go anywhere at all. So I would just sit there and, and be my big pregnant <laughs> self. And it was, it was amazing. Um, and you know, she, she would listen to me and, um, she would answer any questions that I had, which, you know, typically like I had done a lot of research by this time I had been through my hypno babies class, um, which was amazing. And, um, it was definitely hypno babies is something that definitely, I think felt like transformed my life. Um, and not, yeah. And not just like, yeah, from my birthing experience. Um, because it's something I can use in times of stress or when I'm just trying to get to sleep at night or anything like that to kind of just, um, focus somewhere else. And we did it as well. Really completely relax. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's so funny to me because so many people like hear hypno babies and they're like, why are you trying to hypnotize a baby? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, no, that's not it. (laughs) And I was really skeptical even when I heard about self-help, self-hypnosis too, just because like, you know, like when you're a kid and you play all those games, like light as feather, stiff as a board and like all those different things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So whenever we did that stuff, like I could, I was never affected by those things. Like I could never let go enough to trust somebody mm. to put me into a hypno- hypnotic state, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was really skeptical. I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I really don't think this is going to work for me, but let me just like open my mind to it and, and see what happens. And super amazing. And not only like was the, the hypno babies techniques amazing, but all the information that I got in the class, yeah. like was evidence-based, you know, um, different. And, and it taught you for how your partner to be involved, mm, which yep, I think is yep. huge. Yes. Um, because I know for dads, a lot of times, I mean, obviously mom's going through this whole experience and while you can easily feel left out, I mean, you, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of anxiety and, and fear that comes along with being a dad too, because you just don't know like how to support, um, your wife when she's, you know, in all of this pain, like, cause that's what you've seen forever, you know? Yeah, so yeah. like, how do you support her in this way? But like really, um, the hypno babies class were amazing for that and showing my husband how to be involved as a first time dad and, um, and kind of what to expect, um, with like the placenta. And we talked about all those things and we talked about what the cervix is going to be doing. And, um, so everybody was really just completely aware of what was going on and, um, and all the different relaxation techniques were, or it was really cool for him to be able to like, to help me like through my birth and to, um, cause it was really helpful. You know, it wasn't just him standing there holding my hand saying, honey, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. He got to be a part <laughs> uh, of it. He got he to be in it. active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like pouring water on my back and, um, and doing counter pressure and stuff on my hips for me. And, um, and it was really amazing. So, yeah. So like, let's see, we got her, we got our midwife there and I hired a doula and stuff. And I got, I got really lucky. Um, my doula, she was still in training and she needed one home birth and she hadn't done any home birth yet. And, um, so she was giving away free placenta encapsulation Mm. and like a tincture and stuff. That's cool. Um, yeah, if you would let her, like, attend your home birth. I was like, well, heck, yeah, I'm going to do this. That sounds like an awesome opportunity. Um, Come on over. I was like, yeah, exactly. I had, like, I had thought about getting my placenta encapsulated, but, you know, like, by the end of, like, pregnancy, you've already spent so much money, especially, like, with a home birth. I mean, it is kind of costly, but it's totally worth it. Um, but I was like, well, I don't know if this is something, you know, an expense that I need to I need to pay, you know, so, but with, yeah, with her offering it for free, it was awesome. Mm. But then she was amazing too. I mean, just like 
it was so cool to like meet all these different people within the birth community. And, and my doula, Sarah, is really the one who got me involved into the birth community just mm. in general and to know what was out there, I guess. She taught me all about cloth diapering and baby wearing and stuff like while I was pregnant and everything, which was super helpful because it was stuff I was interested in. But with all that stuff, it's so overwhelming to begin with that I just had no idea where to start. <laughs> um, yeah, but absolutely. she helped me with that. Yeah. And then, um, I had my daughter in July and then she invited me to the first, um, rally to improve birth, which was in 2012 in September around Labor Day. But, you know, I was still like, I was still like the first time mom and like, um, just don't think I'm going to get out with my newborn baby. And <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't go or anything to the one in Nashville, but, uh, we moved to Chattanooga and then, I was like, well, let me go ahead and reach out to the Hypno Babies instructor, and then let me figure out who's doing the rally here. And it just so happened the Hypno Babies instructor here was doing the rally. <laughs> so then I kind of got thrown into everything here in Chattanooga, and from from there, it's been a uh, a whirlwind of craziness, <laughs> but like crazy awesomeness, you know, like to to see like all the different people who've kind of come out for the birth community here. It's been really cool. So. I love that. And I want to get into that. Um, Before we do, we're going to take a quick break, just a little quick break. And then when we get back, I want to talk about some of the crazy awesomeness and your most recent birth story. Yes. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention sleep deprived mamas. Sarah and I have found something awesome that we really think you're going to enjoy. And that's the Reverie Power Bed. Reverie's mission is really about helping people to live better lives through sleep. Their power beds help you with things like back pain, swollen feet, general discomfort, all of which we can relate to during pregnancy. And then even after you have your little one, it's great for things like nursing, C-section recovery, or just cuddling in bed with baby. I think my favorite part about the Reverie Power Bed is that it will work with just about any mattress. We currently have a power bed at our house and it's got an Ikea mattress on top. And this thing is awesome. Our sleep has improved. We wake up less times in the night and we definitely feel more refreshed during the day. And Reverie has won the Women's Choice Award for six years straight on these power beds. Over 98% of women who purchase a power bed would recommend it to a friend or family member. So you out there to learn more about Reverie and the power bed, go to momsneedsleep.com home. Once again, that's momsneedsleep.com H-O-M-E. The home is very important because that means your friends over here at Doing It At Home sent you there. Okay, so your most recent birth story is 
I guess you could say a unique one and that not everyone, every birth is so unique, right? Um, But yours has received a lot of really awesome attention and um, has reached a lot of people, I would say. Um, Yeah. What's the number at now? Like 60 something thousand views? Yeah, it was at 60,000 this morning. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So um, all of that, you know, views, you live streamed your most recent birth with baby Saxon. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, well, with this being my last pregnancy and birth, um, it, I wanted to do something to really bring awareness to evidence-based care and to all the different options that women have and to, you know, to show people something different um, than what they see in mainstream media. Um, there were so many people who, who really fought me on this, even people who I didn't know, like beforehand saying, oh, you know, I really wish you would reconsider. Wow. This is such a private and a personal moment. Um, and I'm sitting there thinking, yes, I know this is my third baby. <laughs> like, like I, I, I kind of know what happens in this, but like, it was really about, and so, and I'm not sure if you know this about me. I was actually, I was in the army um, for a couple of years. So going through basic training and all that stuff, like you end up losing all of your modesty. Mm, I, I was showered uh, with like 60 plus women for months, you know? <laughs> um, so it wasn't anything to, to come in and, and to, to give birth. And I think a lot of people, you know, obviously when they think about it in their minds, they're thinking, Oh, she's going to be laying on the back with her legs spread wide open. You're going to be able to see yeah. a straight shot of her vagina yeah. and the baby crowning and everything coming out. And nobody wants to see that. And that's nasty. And da, 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 da. And you know, I completely understand people not wanting to see that because it's not the most, um, not the most beautiful thing. If it's not your child, I imagine, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's not how birth always is. So mm-hmm. um, I really just wanted to show kind of people like, what their options are. And I knew like live streaming it would at least get some attention, um, whether it was good, whether it was bad, just to be able to like have the opportunity to talk about these things um, and to, and to respectfully correct people um, when, you know, when they were putting out misinformation and things like that. Um, So it was really like nerve wracking and everything, you know, like kind of thinking up to it, like leading up to it the day of, and thinking like, cause not only, um, did I have the awesome opportunity to live stream it, but we also had a photographer from the local newspaper there as well. Wow. Um, that's cool. yeah. So when I went to my midwife, um, for my first appointment and she knew, you know, she's really active in the birth community too. And she, um, knows that like, I'm always trying to find ways to, to step out of the boundaries and get to kind of push the limits just a little bit. So um, she was like, Oh, this guy contacted me and he's wanting to do a story on a mom who's doing a home birth. Mm. And I was like, Oh, I'm totally down for this. You know, I'd love to do this. It's like perfect. Um, cause and it's something, cause I had already thought about live streaming my birth. Um, and I really wanted to push it out there. I was like, this is the perfect way to be able to do that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he started uh, documenting my pregnancy, which was super important to me anyways, like with this being like knowing this is going to be my last one. Um, well, Saxon was actually a surprise. So who knows? I mean, I could have another one, but it's highly doubtful. <laughs> 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 but it was a wonderful surprise because I was able to, you know, to I think I think so many people were able to benefit from his pregnancy and birth and yeah. stuff. But um, so the Times Street Press photographer came and documented us for the last few months and everything and. Um, and it was, it was just really crazy and and neat to see, I guess, like his perspective of it. He doesn't have any kids, don't plan on having any kids really anytime soon at all. Um, 
But like so, so to have somebody like him there who hadn't been through the the birthing process and really just had no idea what was about to happen, I guess you know, yeah. except for like the research he had done, like it was somewhat nerve wracking to have him there and stuff. But like the day of, I mean, and I think this is the one thing that I tell everybody as far as like birth photography goes in general is like the day of, you're just so focused like in your zone and like so focused on having a baby, it just really doesn't even matter who's around. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't like you're not going to focus I mean unless they're bugging the crap out of you then it kind of matters but Mm. (laughs) as long as they're going to sit back and just like and kind of do their thing and not really you know bother you and talk to you with like speak when spoken to pretty much you know as far as like when laboring goes I mean you don't want to like bother the mom or anything but you know it was really all of that went out the window uh when I went into labor and stuff and um to ha- he was actually the first person who who showed up here. He came here like ten minutes, I think, after I called him. <laughs> <laughs> he was super fast. Um, he had to get that scoop. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he got some beautiful photos. Um, and it was it was really neat because I hired a birth photographer for myself because obviously he was going to be taking different photos for the newspaper than yeah. a birth photographer would be taking for me. Um, so yeah, I hired another birth birth photographer to come in. So there was a lot of people that were involved in this process and, and I wanted there to be a lot of people involved because I wanted as many people to see it and witness it as possible. But I also wanted like there just to be different aspects of the story, I guess, too, you know, um, like my chiropractor came the the day after and everything to adjust me and, um, Staxon. And, um, I had somebody who was, um, a doula who was supposed to come in and, um, I didn't necessarily need a doula. She needed some more birth credits. So, I figured it would be a good birth for her to come to. My births go really quickly. So I was like, this is like, this is perfect. You know, I mean, a perfect setup for a learning process and a learning experience, which, which is really what I wanted it to be. So, wow. That's amazing. I think it turned out well. Yeah. So how many, so so you had two photographers there with cameras and then Mm -hmm. the person live streaming, was it a camera that was kind of set up in the corner? Was somebody walking around holding the camera? How did that so, yeah, I had set up my computer um, to do the live stream. And, you know, as a photographer, I thought, I was like, all right, I really want a live stream from my camera, like to where it's like a really good live stream. I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not that technical savvy. My husband and I literally ordered like all kinds of stuff. And he's super technical savvy. Could not figure it out for anything. We ordered all kinds of stuff and like had all this kinds of stuff the day of and still just had a live stream from the computer. But it worked out. So <laughs> I'm happy it worked out in the end. <laughs> what a altruistic birth I don't know that's just what comes (laughs) to mind like all the people you had in mind to benefit from this birth beyond just you and stacks and the people that could learn the people that could um, Mm -hmm. create a new paradigm around birth um, and your you know your kids were there your girls were there too mm-hmm. like they're right there with you as yeah. your husband as Dan catches baby Staxon in, in the in the water, actually right? my daughter mm-hmm. called him yeah oh, my wow. daughter called him That's yeah so, cool. so she she had insisted the whole time that she's like I really want to catch him when he Aww. comes out and <laughs> um and you know they're around birth kind of all the time anyways but right, leading yeah. up to a birth I like to help prepare them by like watching birth videos mm-hmm. and and we watch like human birth videos and animal birth videos and um, and we talk about like all the different sounds and stuff that the moms make during laboring mm-hmm. process so, cool. um, so that they don't get freaked out and stuff. So we really talked about that all in depth. It's so funny. The the picture that they put on the paper, like their faces are like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about this. But um, so a lot of people had something to say about, you know, the look on their face as well. But um, and we've talked about it all. But it was and Stella, my oldest. She was really she insisted and told everybody 
think throughout my pregnancy, oh, I'm going to catch my brother. I'm going to catch Aww. my brother. I really didn't know what would happen the day of because sometimes, you know, in intense situations, obviously anybody can get scared. And sometimes she gets scared and like will completely back off the situation. But she was right there and they were both right there the whole time. And um, when it did start getting intense and I started making, you know, um, a lot of noise and stuff, you know, I, I, I remember to look at them because I, I saw the look on their face. And I was like, mommy's okay. I was like, um, it's just really intense and, and your brother's about to be here. So, um, so I think that helped to like relax their mind. And the fact that I was able to like to still talk and tell yeah. them I love them and stuff, I think that was okay. But yeah, Stella had her hands out and she was ready to catch him and stuff. And he came out like right into her hands. Obviously Dan was there, um, to like, to help her and stuff and to guide her and everything. But when I turned around, her hands like were under him and like, and kind of pushing him towards me and stuff. And it was such an amazing experience really to be able to have both of them there. Um, cause I hadn't really anticipated, um, Willow. No, thanks. I don't want men popcorn. <laughs> um, but to have my youngest there, I wasn't sure if she was going to be there or not. Um, but they were both in the tub and they were both so, um, so eager to meet him and so loving and, and, um, really you put salt in there. Okay. Thank you. Um, but they were just so loving and really wanted to, um, you know, to be a part of the birth experience. And, um, Stella was here for Willow's birth. Um, but she was only two and a half. So she really wasn't able to be a part of it. Um, and you know, she was kind of outside the room and she was able to meet her right after, but she went to stay with her grandmother that night and everything, you know, just to kind of help us out and stuff for the night. Um, but so, yeah, just to be able to have both of them there and to have both of them so excited about it and so involved, it was, um, it was definitely more than I could have ever, more than I could have ever dreamed of, honestly. That's um, so awesome. So, yeah. Well, well, you just pulled up the Yahoo article right now and, uh, there's a few photos of you and, and Dan and the girls in the, in the, the birthing pool and it's so cute. They're in their little bathing suits, just <laughs> kind of enjoying themselves and it's, uh, it's so awesome that, that they were there and they got to experience that. Yeah, it was really neat. I think they were just most excited about like getting into a pool <laughs> like from the whole time. And they were just like, I want to get in. I want to go swimming. I want to swim. I'm like, this is not a swimming pool. This is the pool that I'm going to be birthing your brother into. Like, <laughs> I know it looks fun and stuff, but just give me a minute. <laughs> wow. So what's, what's the response been like for you? Um, you know, you had very clear intentions and you were very, um, like I said, this altruistic birth, you had a lot going into it as far as what you, you wanted other people to get out of it or, or just create that possibility for other people. So then as a result, yeah. what's it been like for you? I'm sure there's been ups and downs and I'm sure it's been, it's been very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it has been really interesting. Um, and obviously, I definitely anticipated the negative feedback. Um, and I, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to make me feel. Um, but it really just empowered me, honestly. Mm, <laughs> you know, like how when you the more haters you have, like the stronger you're going to be and like the, the better you're going to do and the, the harder you're going to push to mm. to really make your point known, you know. Um, so it was really exciting for me to have the platform um, cause you know, a lot of it's online, um, the comments and stuff that are so negative. So it was exciting for me to have the platform to be able to easily share, um, different articles and different evidence-based information. So people could see that I am educated and I'm not just doing this because, um, because it's easier or, 
because I'm against medical care or because I'm totally against hospital births because that's not what it is about at all, you know, and a lot of people see it as that. It's about really just for moms and families to choose what's best for them. Um, so, and really just being able to put that out there, it was, it was awesome. Um, it was really amazing to be able to do that. And so I'm a very, I'm, I can have, I can have an attitude. And so I can come back at people very snippy um, <laughs> a lot of times. And so it was a really, it was a growing process for me too, um, to be able to like, slow down and, and think about like the answer that I was going to give to them and, and why I was going to give them this very specific answer. Um, because even, um, so yesterday with the, the newspaper article coming out, um, they posted the link to it on their Facebook page as well, like on the newspaper Facebook page. So, um, all day yesterday morning, being Mother's Day, of course, my husband's like, will you stop working? I was like, I can't. I was like, I'm always a birth advocate. Like, I can't stop working. They just posted the article. There's a ton of people commenting on it. Like, I have to, like, I have to say something. (laughs) I can't just sit back and be quiet. Um, and a lot of it was just, you know, uh, was ignorance. Um, Mm just people just simply not knowing, you know, like a lot. So one of the comments was, and she simply put, uh, so dangerous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then somebody commented on like, what's so dangerous about this, you know? Um, And she was like, well, as an OB nurse, um, I have seen so many things go wrong and whatever in an instance and and not having medical care there, you know, it can be da 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 da. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, well, obviously you're not educated on what home birth is because I do have a a medical team here. And, um, and the other thing that I think so many people think about, um, so if they think that there is an educated midwife there, which many don't think that, which there is, um, but they think that, a host or a home birth to hospital transfer is like a life or death situation. Right. And yeah. while sometimes yeah. it obviously can be, um, there are so many, like, I like, uh, you know, as a birth photographer, I've, I've seen a lot of different, um, births and stuff like that. And I've been a part of two different, um, home to hospital transfers and neither one of them were emergency situations. Um, one of the moms had been in labor for like three to four days mm-hmm. and, um, exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, she was exhausted. Um, they did put her on some Pitocin to try to get the thing, get everything started. Um, she, the chiropractor came to the hospital and adjusted her and they gave her an epidural. And obviously, you know, with an evidence-based care, you don't want to start right away with an epidural because a lot of times that can slow things down. Um, but in the long run, if a mom has been in labor for that long, you know, a lot of times when the mom needs rest an epidural is the perfect way to get the mom's body to like to completely relax and to be yeah. able to, you know, completely dilate to let the baby come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only, you know, um, was it like not an emergency situation. It was a huge like learning, um, uh, learning situation for me to be able to see that and like when an epidural is really needed. Um, so that was super cool, but you know, home, home transfers or home to hospital transfers, they happen like, you know, way before there is an emergency situation. That's why you have somebody there who can, um, who can recognize those signs and symptoms of things like that. So you don't have, you don't put the life of the mom and the baby at risk. Um, so it was really just, it was really neat to be able to like come out and tell these people these things and, um, and to post like the, the, like the recommendations that ACOG just recently came out about, um, reducing interventions during pregnancy and birth. Um, so, you know, it was just really cool to be able to do that and to, to be able to do it from an educated standpoint um, and not just, you know, 
from passion. Um, so that was really neat. And then obviously there was like a huge positive effect from it too. Um, having people come in and tell me, Oh, well, um, I'll let my parents or whoever watch your birth story. And now they're, you know, more supportive of me and we've been able to have a positive conversation about birth. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, that was so, so neat for me. Um, and then, Oh, uh, so one mom, um, here in Chattanooga. So the day before I went into labor, I had gone to Hobby Lobby to get, um, frames for our maternity photos. So I was shopping for frames and everything, and I saw somebody I knew, and she's also pregnant. Um, and her son was with her. And so I said hey to him, and, you know, we stood there and talked for a little bit. And um, he was like, oh, and she, well, she showed him, like, how I had a baby in my belly, too, and um, the baby's going to come really soon. And they were able to watch the birth together. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, That's cool. Yes. Yeah, it was so neat. She was like, it was so cool for him to be able to see that, for see you, to see you one day, like with a baby in your belly and to be pregnant and then to like, to see, um, to see the birthing experience and the birthing process. So like to help prepare him for it, you know, here in a few mm-hmm. months when he goes through that as well. Um, so it was so many really, really cool, positive experiences like that, just of other kids, um, of other like families who really love birth and who just sit there and watch birth videos all the time. Um, so that was really neat. And so another aspect that was really, really interesting that I had not thought about at all was other people's perspectives of how my birth was for them. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. So um, I helped uh, not only to to plan different things like the rally and stuff, but also helped to plan the great cloth diaper change. Um, And it's every year around um, Earth Day. And this year, I think Saxon was around four weeks um, when the great cloth diaper change was. And this was the first event that I got out into the community. So I would have seen other moms, you know, who who I've interacted with in the past, taking pictures of and, you know, whatever other events. but so many people were coming up to me telling me, oh, this is what I was doing while you were in labor. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, she was like, uh, so somebody came up to me. She was like, yeah, I know you had him on March 24th because I had a doctor's appointment that day. And, and this is everything that happened. And I was able to watch you give birth to him, um, like, while I was sitting in my car, like, right before I went into work and stuff. And um, so it was just, it was really, really neat um, to hear other people's perspectives of of what my birth experience was for them. Wow. Uh, and to really and to see him. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of things to to share <laughs> yeah, and say. Sure. One, I think you're amazing and totally inspiring oh, and you. badass and I love all of it. And what came up for me a lot as you were describing the whole experience and how you've, you know, now on the other side of it, the feedback you've gotten, we as a culture have deemed what's acceptable as far as entertainment or education in terms of the things that we watch. Like I'm thinking as you're mm-hmm. describing all of this, we will watch and pay to watch dudes beat the crap out of each other, people right. pummel each other in sports and and sustain life-changing injuries as a result, and mm-hmm. that stuff is live. Um, our, yeah. our need for carnage and violence on TV and in movies, that's all totally cool. But watch a woman birth a baby live and it's not in a very boring seventh grade sex ed class. Mm, <laughs> People lose their shit. Not, not cool. Yeah. Not okay. That yeah, blows it was, my mind. It's really crazy. I mean, how many people? How many people sexualize it? Oh, that's like yep. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not only like are people like completely disgusted by it, 
And, and, you know, just the fact that I had my kids there with me was even more horrifying um, to them. You know, they were just like, oh, my God, I can't, how, how dare you show these kids these things? They're, they're too young for this, you know? Um, and somebody, like, made a good point. They're like, yeah, because one day they're not going to push a kid out of their own vagina. Right. You know, <laughs> like, come on, they're girls. Like, this is something they see. They, they have vaginas. They know what they are. Like, they mm-hmm. call them vaginas. Yeah. Like, they don't call them hoo-haws and, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what else. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, we teach them to be educated about their bodies. And, and I don't know why people think that's so wrong. But some people, like, seriously were on there, like, did you conceive him in front of in front of your kids, too? Oh, gosh. I was like, seriously, people? Like, <laughs> what even makes your mind go there? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's so, if, if birth isn't something we can control and put in this box and show and talk about in only the ways that make most people comfortable, it's like people don't know what to do. And then what you just said, the mind gets perverted, the mind gets smaller and and more um, closed off and you get you get things like that. However, the amazing things that you mentioned, like the women who got to watch it with their children, yeah. who got to learn yeah. um, for themselves, who got to have those conversations that they may not have had otherwise, you know, with family, with their partners, with themselves – that's why it's necessary and that's why I'm sure you keep doing what you're doing you're doing and you know Dan teases you to like stop working but you're just so you're you're so in, inspired and encouraged to to do what you do for for yourself and for I mean I'm going to go out there for the world cuz I mean yeah for sure that's yeah Keep keep doing it. I mean, you'll you'll hear nothing oh, but support you. from this end. So absolutely. It's, well, it's, I really appreciate mm-hmm. that for sure. I mean, it's definitely it's always nice to have people you know who are who are part of like the the birth community you know worldwide and who who really do understand that and how what the importance is to be able to share that with people. Um, and obviously, y'all living down in Atlanta. I mean, y'all are so much more progressive than here in Chattanooga. Only a few hours away, but like you know, we only strive to be like y'all there in Atlanta for sure, and have all the different birth options, have all the different birth options that y'all have and everything. But I'm really hoping that you know that we can do that here in Tennessee, like well here in Chattanooga, and then spread to Tennessee. I'm like my my goals are really really are like worldwide. So when we were planning this conference that we're uh, that's coming up like this next Saturday, we uh, we were coming we were looking for dates and everything. And the speakers that we had talked to, one of them, like, they could only do it on my due date, which was a Saturday, and it was March 26th. And I was like, all right, y'all. I was like, you know, I could totally just give birth at the conference. And that would be, like, the <laughs> ultimate learning experience, it right? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, my other coordinators didn't go for it. So here we are, you know, oh, eight weeks man. later. But it's okay. <laughs> man, Lord, help the people around you if you do have another surprise baby. Because, like, where will you take – like, what limits? <laughs> you have no limits. So just watch out, world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow. Maybe I'll be the next drama on an airplane. (laughs) Oh, man. Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, sharing part of your world and your family and just the awesome work that you do. We're so grateful, and we know that listeners are as well. And um, everything that Lindsay has talked about from the video itself of the birth to articles and some of the things she mentioned going on in Chattanooga, we will have links to in the show notes um, at diahpodcast.com. So check those out there. And um, we'll also include 
pictures and all kinds of great stuff for you to yeah. get the full the full experience. Well, the full experience would have been being there. However, <laughs> you'll get the next best thing. <laughs> right. You can relive it online. So yes. it works out. Well, I really appreciate y'all having me. And it's so much fun to talk about birth. Like I said earlier, I could literally talk for hours. My husband um, gets mad because I start talking about birth and then I just never stop and we'll keep it somewhere forever. <laughs> so <laughs> but thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.